2: So today is wednesday august 17 2022 the weather today will be a high of 27 degrees awesome thank That's you strong. no you didn't you did great
1: I, uh, <laughs> t- kid i mess up every morning every <laughs> single morning i trip over my words <laughs> i can't find words oh it's trust me
2: Said all the important things. It's August seventeenth, and it's going to be twenty-seven degrees.
1: And what's my favorite number?
2: Seventeen.
1: Seventeen's my favorite number. (laughs) It's a good day. You're going back to school like next week, aren't you? No. What? Pretty soon. Isn't she? Didn't you just tell me that?
2: Not next week. Please don't say that.
1: Does she go back the following Monday? Yes. When do your kids go back to school? Put it in the comments down below. We are broadcasting live as we do every morning on the Podbean app. Join in on the live conversation, the live, live, live podcast morning show at 6 a.m. Monday through Friday. Um, Yeah, you can get in on the chat. Within the app, you can click the call-in button, which will be um, disabled in the next few days. Pardon me. Uh, yes. Um, live is where it's at. Uh, w- w- see, th- here you go, Everly. I-, I screwed up already. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even know my lines. He's laughing at me. <laughs> oh, boy. How about a word from our sponsors? Actually, you know what? We'll don't
3: worry. I got this. I got this.
2: Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada but one of the things most people don't know about DCI properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No
1: sloppy seconds.
2: <laughs> so if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory to get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers. Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Uh we picked up our that 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 park view property. We we picked that up on Monday, had our little meetup last night. Um, and that was a property that we got from DCI properties. So if you guys are interested, reach out to them and try and get at least get on their buyers list. That's oh, not... we have a caller. Hang on a second. Whoa, whoa, stop. Stop. Stop the fucking show. <laughs> stop the show. Hang on.
2: Good morning, Joey.
1: Oh, yeah. oh man. Hello.
3: Hello?
2: Good morning, how are you? Good, how are you? Fantastic, thank you. All
3: right, okay. well. Um, you mentioned yesterday about deal funnels and then implementing strategies and sy- systems in place before um, before creating a deal funnel. Um, what are some of the systems that a newer investor may not have thought of?
2: For what strategy?
3: Um, <clears throat> let's do fix and flip.
1: Well, no, that's a bad example. Um, <laughs> cause that's not what I meant. No, no, it, it could, no, it can't, that can work. No. But the point that I was trying to make yesterday was that, um, just saying let's do fix and flip is, is I, I get what you like. We're using an example. What I was trying to get at was you really need to reverse engineer what your goals are first and, and you can't just start halfway. Um, I could, I could give you like a, a, a default stock answer, but like ultimately, you know, figure out where your goals are, reverse engineer them and figure out how your, how that particular strategy is going to get you to your goals. And then from that point on, then you can figure out all the, but you know, the business fundamentals, sorry that the business, the business model and the foundation to build your business around it. Um, but for like fix and flips, do you want to figure out where is your money coming from? <clears throat> Right? How are you financing it? Who's the contractors that you're going to be using? Um, How many flips do you plan on using? Um, Can you actually handle that many flips at a time? Um, Where your backup? Where's your backup reserves? Your money? Backup money coming from? All those types of little things in between in there. I'm missing a few examples. Can you think of anything, Deb? Um,
2: Well, I just think that like really, you know, we we talked about also just like doing first. um... Before putting those systems in place and through that experience, you're going to learn like material costs. So, you know, like knowing where you're getting your materials, how much they're going to cost um, having spreadsheets for tracking those costs, tracking, um, the expenses from the flips themselves. So th- also those kind of like checklists and spreadsheets that will be needed for the, for the properties. So like, those are all part of the system as well, right?
1: There's, there's two contradicting points in there, <laughs> which are kind of contradicting, but they make sense in, in a weird way. Um, uh, we're telling you to, Gabby's telling you to go and take action and to do a deal, and I'm telling you to slow down and get everything in place but the the only way to slow down and get everything in place is to actually go and get a deal, which kind of doesn't make any sense, but, but what we're telling you is don't don't build this like funnel don't like don't build like this huge flow of deals coming towards you and spending investing all this money into marketing and and all that stuff to get you deals when you don't have systems built in place, but you know that doesn't mean that you can't go get a deal. Because you have to go get a deal in order to learn how to do it properly, learn how to find the cheap flooring, learn how to find the best plumber, the best electrician, the best, best HVAC person, not, not just for cost, but for, you know, reliability. Um, so my, my recommendations before you build a deal funnel, <clears throat> excuse me, is to do, just do one deal and get all of those things in place, i.e. your materials, your vendors, um, where you're getting your money from a good plan on a good business plan on how many you plan on doing how often and for how long is this a, a business that you want to do just for a short period of time to build up some capital, you know, to, Hey, I want to do 10 fix and flips so I can get $500,000 so that I can go and buy five properties. Okay. We'll just come up with that ahead of time because I would not invest $50,000 into some deal final. If you're only doing 10 fix and flips, see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got to have a plan in place is what I was kind of, kind of sort of getting at. Um, If you're planning on doing, if you're planning on becoming the biggest fix and flip mother effing business in in Canada, right? And I want to have as many deals as possible. Then, then, then before I build that deal funnel, you better have lots and lots of money lined up and Mm -hmm. you got to know where to get the cheapest everything and have those and have, make sure you have, you know, a a crew or a general contractor who can handle that much um, in in deals and renovations. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's a very loaded answer.
3: Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's no worries. Um, I have a feeling that I know what what your answer is going to be, but finding partners and finding capital, what are some of the um, ways to make yourself more attractive to finding
2: uh sh- show people what you're doing for starters um if people don't know that you're investing in real estate if you don't share if you don't talk about it if you don't share it on social media if if nobody knows what you're doing then nobody's going to have confidence in you they're going to think who that who the heck is joey and what the heck does he think he's doing like he, all, he wants a hundred thousand dollars for me and he's never in Done anything? You know what I mean. Yeah. So showing um, your experience, even you know, like I know you own. Um, I I don't know exactly like how many rental properties you own. A couple, don't you? Uh,
3: at the moment, we're, we own one. We're looking one. At, okay. Yeah,
2: one. <laughs> okay. I was like, I know that I've I've been looking at your rental ad. So um, share that you know that you're filling that you're fixing up the the rental between tenancies you know painting painting the suite um getting it nice and updated for our next tenants and like it's just like some people might not even know that you're in real estate investing right so start sharing whatever you can based on what you have and are doing right now if you get a flip under contract i mean i you're joey you're a good example for doing things right because you are sharing You're posting on social media. People can see that you're learning and meeting with people and doing. So that is exactly how you build confidence to be able to raise that money. When people can see that that's what you're doing and and you're getting the education and you're actually taking action, they're going to be confident in you when you say, hey, friends and family, I need some money to do this next project or whatever. Who wants in? They're going to say, oh, yeah, Joey's been doing this thing. I've been watching him. This seems really interesting. So I'd say what you're doing is is what you should be doing.
1: Yeah. Uh, and for everyone else, do what Joey's doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? It's, it, it all comes down to branding. That's, that's that's it. They build a good, solid brand uh, that people can trust. And there's lots of ways to build a brand. And one way is to show people what it is you're doing. And over time, their perception of who you are will change. Right now, they see you as Joey, the guy that used to roll a blade around the neighborhood. I don't know. He just loved his rollerblades. <laughs> You know, and that's just and 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 gosh, golly! It is really hard to break that that reputation of just being known as the guy that would just rollerblade around the neighborhood with the with the boombox on his shoulder. Um, but you know what? By why are you not laughing? This is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you, can you not picture Joey like rollerblading around listening to music I'm with a boombox, boombox on his shoulder? <laughs> okay, I'm just like. I'm, I'm just trying to use a, a very outrageous Absurd, example yeah. of something that he's being known for. And I don't know what Joey's known for. I don't know what his friends and his teachers and his, and his, and his family knew him for. Some, some, there's, there's always something. You know what I mean? Um, Gabby used to do roller derby, and everybody would just ask her about roller derby for the longest time. Me, like I used to love watching Jeopardy and and people would be like, oh, you still watching Jeopardy? Did you hear Alex died? That's, you know what I mean? That's just people knew me for or ball hockey or something like that. They know you for something. They know you as a welder. They know you as a plumber. And it's a hard reputation to break Mm -hmm. because that's all they ask you about. Well, how's the industry right now? How's oil and gas, right? But what you want is you want to become known as a real estate investing guy. And it takes some time, but over time that will change. And they'll just ask you about nothing but real estate. Um, so that's, that's how you build a brand right there. And then another great way is to um, associate yourself with other real estate investors like you are taking pictures of people at coffee, you know, at coffee shops and how meeting up with people, taking pictures of saying, hey, um, you just joined the master's mentorship group. So that's great, too. You're, you're, you're brand rubbing with us. You know what I mean? People are like, "Oh wow he took a he took a mentorship course," you know, to our program to learn how to invest in real estate. That's pretty cool. It's quite clear that he's investing into that too. He's taking education, so you're building trust, mm-hmm. you know, with people without telling them. You're just showing them. Long answer, but but it's it's you know what a it's, topic it's not we love. <laughs> it, it's not it's not as simple as just building a website and a Facebook page. Like it's it's real. It takes years, years and years to build that trust with people. Um but if you do, I promise you that the money will flow. Yeah. Will flow.
2: You won't need to ask for it. It'll be knocking on your door. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Um does that answer your question, Joey?
3: Yeah, yeah, it does. I kind of figured that it was something related to um branding. It's
2: yeah, and uh Joey, we have um in the master's vault, we have our um building your REI brand um Master workshop. House that is in there as well so yeah you can uh listen through that as well to help boost your knowledge awesome
3: thank
1: you yeah Um, okay have a great day buddy oh another question question. (laughs) just give me give me one second i'm gonna mute myself and just clear my throat once you know what ask your question
3: (laughs) um i'm curious on what to say to realtors um there's one specific realtor here in my location
1: and, um, uh, you know, you know what, no, you're going to have to go a little closer to the microphone. I'm just, yeah, I we're losing you. I, I doubt they can hear you. Um, is this good? Mm, way closer.
3: Is this good?
1: Are you running like an iPhone three?
2: <laughs> are you on, are you on speaker or something?
3: No, no. I'm on a, I'm on a, uh, AirPods.
2: Okay. Oh, okay. There's All a right.
1: Uh, yeah.
3: That, yeah. Just
2: speak okay, as you ahead. are. Yeah.
3: I'm curious on what to say to realtors, there's one specific realtor here that uh, doesn't seem to like what I'm doing. Um, She gave me a message after um, she's seen, I guess, my posts and stuff like that. Um, I'm curious on what to say to her.
2: Oh, uh, what? What exactly? Didn't she like? Like, was there something Um, specific?
3: She was saying how, like, I, I, I'm. I gotta be careful with my words. I just don't want to <laughs> say um, something wrong. Um, she was kind of saying like, "Well, how are you buying properties like with all cash? How are you?" Blah blah blah. Oh, uh, like that. She was.
1: Gotcha. Um, is she? Does she deal with investors?
3: She actually is an investor herself, but I don't think that she's. A creative
1: investor. Is she within our investor community? No. Fuck her. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's just my, that's my fast way of saying just don't use her. Um, No, that's fine. I've there. I, oh God, like I I can't count how many times someone said, oh, my, um, my realtor, such and such, they did this or they, they don't really understand this. And then I asked that question. They're like, well, yeah, they own rental properties. Yeah, I know lots of people own rental properties. It's very easy to buy rental properties. Anyone could buy a rental property. You know what I mean? It's it's simple. But just because they own rental properties does not make them an investor-focused or an investor-savvy realtor. Um, they, they're they not on our level. So what you need to do is you need to find the the, the realtors or any, any member of your power team who deal with real estate investors on a day-to-day basis. Those are the people. Those are the rock stars that you want in your power team because they know all the answers and they know exactly what it is that you're doing and you don't have to explain things. Um, uh, This is one of those times that I would say, you know what, it's really nice to be loyal to someone who you've been working with for a long time or your cousin or your friend or your coworker that became a realtor, but this is your business and you got to, you got to have the best. And if they're asking you questions like that and they don't understand the business, it's just a waste of your time. So um, we're, Wherever you are, this is for everybody, you know, wherever you are in whatever city you're in, just go in the Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group or just generally on Facebook if you've got a good network or go to a networking event and just put your hand up and just ask who does everybody use in the city? Yeah. And then use use one of those people. That's that's my advice. And, and sorry, like she's probably a really nice person. She probably does a really good job. But the reason I say fuckers is because it's a waste of time. You know what I mean? If, if that's what you're dealing with, like, it's just, it's just time. Like I, I, I can't, I can't fathom explaining that to her. You know what I mean? On on why you say that.
3: Okay. That makes sense. Thank you.
1: Yeah, no worries, buddy. Sorry. I I'm, I'm right to, you know me, man, I'm, I'm, I'm right to the point and I don't waste time. And if it doesn't work, then, then let's just go a different direction. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, I hope I didn't. I hope I didn't uh, offend your relationship with uh, with your realtor.
3: No, no, it's not my realtor. Um, she's just very known in the city, so it would be nice um, <clears throat> to get that connection because she has a great network. But um, oh, I understand what you're saying.
1: You know, what's funny. I think I know who you're talking about.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I. I I, I I you know what after the show i will uh i will send you a message and i'll ask if that's the person because i i that's that's yeah i think i know who you're talking about
3: okay perfect yeah
1: yeah it's it's just a, a small world man <laughs> right on. thanks for
2: calling enjoy
3: okay thank you for answering questions have a great day <laughs> no worries no nice
1: worries well. um we have another caller just just hang tight sheila um I'm just gonna check up on the comments here really quickly. This is good. Now we got some questions coming in. I appreciate that, people. I appreciate you getting your, you know, your questions in. Oh, let me just adjust the volume real fast here. Sorry. I appreciate you guys getting your questions in today, and um, I, I really hope that you know that was valuable for Joey. Um, I hope that kind of helps him. You know what I mean? Make some decisions today to uh, which direction to go. Yeah. Um, it, I'm sure there's other realtors.
2: Yeah. Well, I was going to say like, um, you were kind of like, um, you were kind of answering that based on the assumption that, um, it was somebody that he was using that wasn't understanding what he was trying to do. Um, and then we found that it wasn't, it was just some a realtor who was seeing his posts and messaged him. Right. Um, I, 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 I yeah. got that afterwards. Yeah. But like, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the answer still sticks, like. Like, you don't need to explain to somebody who, who you're not working with what you're doing. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, what she thinks doesn't matter. Um, but at the same time, like, there's, there's really super easy, simple things that could be said politely, such as, like, if this isn't something that you understand, like, feel free to join Barry McGuire's Creative Real Estate Investing Group. Mm-hmm. You can... um you know, watch, watch some of their educational content and and that sort of thing, and um and maybe you'll understand better what I'm referring to, like yeah. those types of things, right? Like just point them in the right direction if they don't get it, and yeah. maybe tell them they can learn.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I after after I I understood what was actually being said, mm-hmm. um, there was some things going through my head, but I just kind of finished my point. Yeah, but what I was thinking was that I was trying to figure out where the stem from specifically what's the full what's the full context um did did joey put a post out that said something along the lines of hey guys if anyone's looking to sell your house i'll buy i pay all cash um looking for any house in any condition you know mm-hmm. what i mean was was keep an eye on the comments if, mm-hmm. if, if that's the case was it one of those kind of posts because realtors do realtors who are not in the game they do not like those posts yeah and there's, there's a specific reason for that. And that's um, because it <laughs> they know that most people who put that kind of um, promotion out, that kind of marketing out, is typically locking up deals and then wholesaling them. Yeah. Okay. Um, we buy houses cash, yellow signs, flyers, um, 123homebuyers.ca, all that stuff. What they're trying to do is they're trying to find desperate and motivated uh, sellers who need to sell fast, who have a house that's in a dilapidated condition, which is what we love as as real estate investors and fix and flippers and burr investors, right? We're looking for that kind of stuff because those kind of houses are the ones we get the best deals on, and we can get the best spreads. Um, now, you know, wholesalers typically use that 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 kind of marketing. Um, to find those those motivated sellers to, to negotiate with them and to lock it up and then to wholesale, right? And they take those deals, wholesaling, for those of you that don't know, they take those deals and then they, they sell the contract. They don't sell the property, they sell a contract for that deal to another investor for a fee. And that is their business model, okay? So, if you're a realtor and you went and took three to six months worth of training and you got your certification through RECA, which is the Real Estate Council of Alberta, or whichever counts whichever real estate council you're in for, um, whatever province, um, that's really super annoying because um, some twenty year old comes along who watched, listens to some podcast or watch some YouTube video from the states, thinks that he or she can come in. And start, you know, locking up houses and trading real estate, right? Because that's that's the narrative that they have in their industry. Is that you cannot trade in real estate, you cannot broker in real estate without a real estate license.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And some twenty-year-old schmuck is is locking up properties and selling them on Kijiji and on Facebook, and it's annoying because they they don't they don't have, you know, I got a certification. And this person doesn't. And the, the technique the technicality um, for that is that it's a bit of a gray area, but and someone else can explain it better with a little more preparation. But the definition is trading in real estate, right? And if you lock up a property, say for you 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 lock up a fix and flip or a, a property that could be a fix and flip you have an accepted conditional offer on it. And those conditions can, um, you have two weeks to, to waive those conditions. You have the right in Alberta and other, and in some of the provinces by law to assign your interest in that real estate contract. It is your right if you don't wish to close on it. However, if you're making a business out of it, of locking up. If there's a clear pattern of you locking up properties and just selling them and you're very open and um, you're advertising it to the public, then that's where that gray area comes in because are you assigning your interests in properties that you're locking up or are you making a business out of it and trading in real estate? And that's where the bit of the gray area is and it's very hard to prove and and again if you took a wholesaling course someone would probably explain it a lot better with a little more preparation i'm not prepared to teach a wholesaling course today but that's kind of where that gray area comes in and that's why realtors who take the realtor course and that talk with other realtors they're probably they probably get annoyed by it. and i've seen this in the past i've seen some rookie uh, realtors and i've seen some experienced re- realtors will reach out to people and say hey just fyi you can't trade in real estate unless you unless you have a real estate um yeah license because they they're really bitter about it um because there's a lot of dirt bags out there who take advantage of people in desperate situations mm-hmm. uh I would say there are more dirt bag wholesalers than there are legitimate empathetic wholesalers. The dirt bags are like vultures. You know what I mean? They put out mass marketing and then they'll find people literally, you know, in a puddle of their own tears because their husband died and they don't, she doesn't have any money because the insurance hasn't come in. She hasn't been able to make the payments. And that person kind of comes in and goes, yeah, I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars less than what you want. You know what I mean? I, I never liked wholesaling when I first, you know that Gabby, I never wanted to touch it because that's what I thought it was about. But then you meet some wholesalers and they're just a completely different breed, Yeah, where they're just like, all they wanna do is help. I totally understand. Let's see if we can find a solution. How about I get you the money you want, but we get the terms that I need in order to make this a win-win, right? Or maybe they just don't touch it. Maybe instead they refer them to a realtor who can actually get it on the market and sell it for more. Hey, I'm gonna be honest with you, um, Lisa, like, the best that I can do is this in order for this to make sense. And I don't want to put you through that. I don't think it's fair to you. What I think I'm going to do is I'm going to refer you to my realtor friend over here and I'm going to get, I'm going to, here's what I would recommend. I clean all this up right here. Right. And I need you to go talk to this person and I'm sure you can get at least 40 or $50,000 more. Now, if Lisa still says, no, no, I want to do business with you. Then that's, that's fine. Yeah. Right. That's what she wants. But a good wholesaler, won't take advantage of people in terrible situations. Now, that doesn't mean that every situation with off market deals with wholesaling is is all like uh, Lisa in a puddle of tears, because her husband died, which is a sad story. Some of them are just like, they don't like realtors. (laughs) And they'd rather save the 20 grand and not pay realtor fees. Or um, their house needs a lot of work. And they don't want to put it on realtor.ca. They don't want pictures of it. They don't want their family to see it. Or I need to close by this Friday. Otherwise, they're going to take my house. Yeah, And I don't have time to have my realtor come in and take a picture and get it up on MLS and then do viewings and stuff. I need someone who's going to close right now. Those are situations where wholesaling could work. A little bit of a, a long-winded way of saying, but you can understand why some realtors, they really don't like wholesalers. So if they if that's the case and that's what she saw, is that has joey said anything uh, if that's what they saw then there's a good possibility that's that's why um that woman reached out to you and said uh you know by the way i don't know what this whole thing is about you having cash i've seen your car you clearly do not have a million dollars in cash sitting in your bank so i don't know why you're saying stuff like that it's annoying It and it's funny like i i love seeing 20 year olds you know that are like i buy all cash i'm like you don't got fucking cash <laughs> Just when you say, I buy all cash, what you're really saying is I use a private lender and I don't use conventional lenders and I can close quickly because I use private lenders because they can put the money in my account in three days. But You're never going to put that on your advertising, right? <laughs> I use private lenders so I can close within three days. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? It's just when someone says, all cash, don't worry, no financing. What that means is that there's no financing condi- condition, and therefore, there's no possibility of me backing out of this deal. So, can I give you a better idea? Or, there's a few points in there that I think that are valuable, and and hopefully that kind of explains what that realtor is probably thinking. She's probably just annoyed with the fact that you put the all cash, and she's like, this guy clearly doesn't have cash. Because the guy that has cash comes in in the beamer, you know what I mean, and 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 uh, and the suit, and 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 yeah. How are we looking in the comments? I got a lot. I'm way behind. Sheila tried calling in earlier, by the way. Uh, Sheila, you can you can call in again, unless it was uh, just a slip of your finger.
2: Uh, not much going on in the in the chat this morning.
1: Uh, I'm just catching up on raw uh, Joey's rollerblading. Um, Chris loves rollerblading.
2: Jeremy makes a really great point. He says people who actually have cash don't have beamers. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Facts. Especially right now, I wouldn't. Oh, God. Sell your vehicles right now. I've said it before for the last couple of years, actually. Sell your vehicles. Like, there's a huge demand for vehicles right now. I I would sell and wait until um, the supply chain kind of works, it figures itself out again, and then buy when there's a huge influx of vehicles. I've never seen a perfect time or more perfect time to sell your vehicle.
2: Um, Derek here has a great comment. He says, uh, and Derek um, FYI, for anybody who doesn't doesn't know is a realtor. So he says, that's pretty short sighted of realtors to get annoyed with people that do wholesaling. Real estate is a relationship business. Why not find the good ones and build a working relationship? The relationship is more important than a deal. It right. can lead to future business. Just speaking from a realtor's perspective. One hundred percent. Do You know
1: how many realtors I know that work. Sorry, uh, investors and wholesalers. I know that work with, with realtors. With realtors, yeah. Because they lock up a really good deal, and then they call their realtor friends and be like, "Hey, you got any investors that are looking for fix and flips?" And then they they work it out where they they give they, them they, a fee. Yeah. They give them a fee.
0: Yeah.
1: As well, if you know if you're locking up deals, right? And you have a good relationship with your you know your realtor. You know, and you're going to do some of those fix and flips. That realtor is going to be the person who's going to help you sell it.
2: Yeah, um, I was I was chatting with um, Josh last night at the at the meetup, and he has a very similar situation um, with a potential property. Um, yeah, where he can he can potentially get it off market, and you know the the realtor on the other end is excited for the opportunity to sell it. Um, and we talked about how you know like a realtor has an opportunity to sell uh, old crappy property for, say, um, $200,000 or if, say, a wholesaler got that, wholesaled it to the person, the person fixed and flipped it, added value and is now worth $500,000. I know that's a huge spend, mm-hmm. but whatever is now worth $500,000, the realtor on the other end could sell it for and get a much larger commission than if they were to just sell that old crappy dilapidated house mm-hmm. as it was, right? So if they can go through the process of getting that, um, property, you know, a wholesaler or, or say Josh just picks it up uh, off the market and then adds value. Now that realtor can make some serious bucks instead yeah. of some pennies on the crappy product. So, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Having those relationships is great. Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll talk about the so just catching up on the comments. Um, Robbie's back for a second day in a row. Hell yeah. I, I, I started talking about Robbie yesterday, but then we got on another topic. But uh, it's good to see Robbie back. Um, he's been gone for a little while.
2: Yeah. Mm. Doing like marathon stuff or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. Um,
2: Always here in spirit, he says.
1: <laughs> that's good that's good um I, I worry about I worry about people I see them here every morning and then they're not here every morning I told you I do my my uh my my wellness checks well where is this person I saw someone talk about Liam I haven't seen Liam this morning and Liam never showed up to the meetup last night so I have to do my wellness check with Liam? Liam. where are you Liam is he in here I'm going to the list of people that are here oh he's here Yep.
2: okay hi Liam
1: <laughs> Liam never showed up last night we're like, where's Liam? Well, you say hello. <clears throat> um, we had that meetup last night, which was a lot of fun. It was. Um, 40-ish
2: people showed up. Yeah. Well, we sold out tickets.
1: Yeah, we sold out. We only had fifty spots and we sold it out. I think some people came and then they went. So it was about fifty people.
2: Yeah, yeah. some people showed up right at the start and then it was hot. <laughs> Yeah. Like even the basement was hot. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Uh. When, once, once the backyard dropped a couple degrees in the shade, everybody poured out into the backyard, but it was a steamy one last night.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I met Garrett last night. Did you meet Garrett? No. So he introduced himself as Garrett. And I'm looking at him, shaking his hand. Garrett. 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 I laughed, moved on. I'm like, I think I know Garrett. Garrett, Garrett, pretty much walked around the whole night. Garrett, just, Garrett, 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 got home. Garrett, Fold in. <laughs> fold in.
2: So you didn't even know who you met when you met him?
1: Didn't know. Now, see, funny, funny thing is, is his wife, which I can't remember her name uh, off the top of my head, his wife just added me on Facebook like the day before, and I recognized his wife, and I'm like, okay. I recognize the wife, Garrett. Garrett. He's pretty much the whole <laughs> night, just walking around. People just, just murmuring, I don't, I don't whispering, breath. Garrett. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized when I got home, like, oh. And I sent him a message, I'm like, hey, man, it was nice meeting you. I didn't I didn't realize it was you, but it was nice meeting you. Um. Pictures are kind of funny on, uh, on you know the little circular f- pictures. You don't you don't realize who it is.
2: Yeah, I um, don't. I don't think Garrett introduced himself to me. Now I'll feel bad if.
1: He was there at the beginning.
2: Okay, yeah. A lot of new faces came through in the beginning.
1: Yeah. And I just Um, sent them
2: on a tour with you.
1: May showed (laughs) up as well. Melissa was there.
2: Um, Always nice to see Melissa. mm -hmm. Yeah, it was fun.
1: Yeah, it, it We haven't done it in a while. Yeah. And even though it was hot and there was lots of bugs in the backyard. Um, it was nice, and uh, we're going to be doing another one next Friday. Uh, Liam, who just happens to be here this morning, I hope you show up to your own meetup, Liam. <laughs> Liam is going to be hosting uh, the our Otwell project next Friday. He, uh, that that event bright link should be up today. Um, Liam. So our Liam, <laughs> that one. Uh, should be up today because our Otwell project finished yesterday.
2: Yes, on in, the inside. inside yeah. yeah, we, we still, still have exterior work to do.
1: So they they, they swept themselves out last night. Um, there'll be some pictures coming um, today. But
2: uh, I have to say, I was looking at the pictures where they swept themselves out last night. And it looks like I mean, I haven't been there yet. So I don't know. But like, it looks like it was professionally cleaned. I was like, do we need the cleaner there today <laughs> like what is happening oh yeah because cleaners coming in today yeah i was like i have never seen a a property so sparkling when the contractors are done mm-hmm. yeah a uh, really nice surprise again i haven't been there so maybe it's just appearances
1: well yeah maybe they
2: put a filter on those pictures
1: <laughs> liam and i were there around two o'clock yeah and i'm like they're not getting done today
2: yeah, you're like, there's no way. are not I was guy. like, yeah, there's a few hours left. There's a whole bunch of guys there.
1: <laughs> Just take your optimism and go for a walk, Abby. It ain't <laughs> happening. And sure enough, we got the notification. I'm like, oh, wow. All right. It's done. It's done. Yeah. Uh, Prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, but that's, the, no, that's, that's really good. Um, what was I going to say there? Yeah, so stay tuned for... Um, the meetup. The meetup information that'll be next Friday between probably the same time, 5.30 and 7.30. Um, Very excited to show everyone that. Um, There's something I was going to say, but now I can't remember. Uh, Garrett says, it was nice to meet all of you wonderful people last night. A totally different atmosphere of energy than my wife and I are used to. Isn't it?
2: In a good way or a bad way?
1: (laughs) Isn't it? No, I just assume in a positive way. And I know exactly what he's talking about. It's when you start hanging around with people, um, the real estate investing community is so cool.
2: Yeah.
1: It is so awesome. It's so supportive and everyone's just so great.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, like if you're not coming out to these, you know, these live meetups and these live workshops and that kind of stuff, I mean, like you got to start surrounding yourself. If you're just sitting at the back of the room, you got to start surrounding yourself with these people. It's, it's so uplifting and motivating and inspiring.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I don't remember. I'm not looking at the comment, but, um, Johnny five had left a comment on my, uh, post last night saying that he's, w- he he left it last night, the comment. And he said, I'm still buzzing. Like, thank you everybody for all the conversations. And I don't think I stopped talking for the whole two hours. So yeah. Do, do
1: you remember, do you remember like the early days, like when I used to go to like rain meet, like rain meetings or, yeah. or mogul meetings or whichever, or any local meetups and, um, Gabby couldn't always make it because, you know, we had a kid. So, you know, a young kid. So I, I would go to them and I would come back exactly the same, buzzing. I had a conversation with this person and they said that we should do something in the future. And I'm freaking out and I'm shaking. <laughs> they really want to do something with me, a deal. And, you know, when I'm, like early on in the game, like I sometimes I, I get a I've been numb to it, I guess. Um, but I just remember like the first time, like the first few years of like getting into these communities. And just like everyone's so nice and i come home and i'd be talking with gabby about all the conversations that i had
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just it's really inspiring
0: yeah
1: and um it, it, though i've been a little numb to it uh at the same time I, I still i feel great afterwards yeah you know like you remember after that that fix and flip buster we did oh yeah just so happy just yeah. you know what i mean with yeah. all the conversations we had and How happy everyone else is and you just put yourself in those those atmospheres
0: yeah i also
1: think
2: that like as those um relationships um really form and you get to know everybody in the community a little bit better like um i had i had so many wonderful conversations last night but like like really big one-on-one with josh and and with wilson and like Mm -hmm. just like some some really you know um more personal conversations which is really cool and you just start getting to know these people who all are ambitious and want more and are going through um stuff and hard lessons and like all those types of things it's just like it's good to really like dive in deeper than online it's um you see everybody's highlights as you always do right mm-hmm. and it's not just an in investing but like really in the investor community it's like almost like people are always trying to like one up each other almost. I find that like oh. yes, people are really supportive and everybody, you know, jumps on your post and is like, Congratulations, you're killing it. Like those types of things. But I feel like a lot of it is super fake. And that it's it just be. almost like to get to get there to be seen. Mm-hmm. oh, I'm supportive and I want people to yeah. want to invest with me and like those types of things. So it's almost it uh, It can often feel fake when you see the same people commenting on every single person's post.
3: True.
2: But then when you get to know these people and you get to see them in person and you get to have these deeper conversations mm-hmm. um, and w- with really ambitious people, that's where like the realness is. That's where it gets real and vulnerable. And you're not just seeing everybody's highlight reel. You're, you know, hearing about, about their lessons that they're learning and like all those types of things. So
1: that's, um, I'm really glad that you brought that up. It, it takes, it takes, it takes me to a point in a completely different direction, but I think that you're absolutely right that, um, I, I firmly believe that all of you should be getting out to more networking events because it's really hard to describe unless you get there, unless mm-hmm. you spend some time with, you have to be in person with people. Yeah. Um, actually I'll get, I'll get back to that in a second. Um, Jeremy, how was your, how was your networking last night?
0: I thought it was fantastic. Awesome. You're going
1: to have to speak up,
0: though.
2: <laughs> I think I, that I, the I people on point. the other end can hear him.
1: <laughs> What's that?
2: I think the people I, on the other end can hear him. It's just us. No. Oh, really? Okay. No,
1: it's, it's I I have to, every time Jeremy calls, I have to edit it.
2: Okay. <laughs> um
1: You know what you need to <laughs> do? Sorry. You need to take, take the, the cover off of your phone, uh, take a Q-tip and clean the microphone. This is actually legit. You, it, a lot of us, we don't ever clean our... Cleaner our microphone and speaker at the bottom of our phone. Um, is it gunky on yours, Gabby? Know, no. Gabby went and looked at her phone. She's like, it's gunky. Uh, anyways, sorry. How was your night?
0: It was great. I uh, got to, obviously, Matt and I were there and uh, got to see Varsh and uh, Johnny. Uh, finally got to meet uh, Matt Bordy in there as well. And mm-hmm. it nice. was seeing you guys.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Making fun of Troy a little bit. Uh, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, I do have a uh, genuine question here, though. Um, It's about branding. Now, a ton of my followers on Instagram and Facebook are um, realtors. Yep. Now, as, realtors cannot actually purchase, a, as most people know, purchase property without disclosing uh, that they have a financial interest in the property, uh, at mm-hmm. least here in Alberta. Um, to your knowledge, I know you're not a lawyer, but um, to your knowledge, if I did private or if I borrowed privately from them, um, or any of my Instagram followers who are realtors, what are some of the issues that might arise in the future?
1: Uh, well, private money, as long as they don't have a beneficial interest in the property, they it should be fine. Um, it's when they have a beneficial interest in the property, they have to disclose it um, in in the purchase of a property, to my understanding. I, I, I've got to freshen up on my, my RICA, um standards, which I, to be honest, I don't know much about at all. Um but it's, they need to disclose if they are involved in the purchase of a property. But if they're lending money privately to that, then it doesn't apply to this. So no, this I'm you're, 95% So sure.
2: you're saying lending as in they're collecting an, an interest payment from it, not that they have a joint venture um, interest in it.
0: That's correct. Yeah.
1: So they're either in the form of a promissory note or a uh, or a, a mortgage, right?
0: Yeah. A promise promissory note, yes.
1: Yeah. Then yeah, that that doesn't apply to there's no beneficial interest in the property, so that's totally fine. Um I mean double check. Um perhaps speak to someone who's who's maybe a little more familiar with um you know what? Talk to Liam. I I believe that Liam is going through the the the, the RECA yeah. course right now. Um I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about that. Sorry Liam.
2: Outed. He posts you've been about outed it. <laughs> uh melissa as well yes.
1: Sorry, sorry melissa <laughs> i don't know i don't know who's supposed to know what i just know things and i got a big mouth um <laughs> but talk to yeah, someone maybe so sorry
0: for all those <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah sorry everybody <laughs> all the secrets are coming out today um yeah I, the reason why i say I'd speak to someone who's doing it right now because they're it's fresh in their head i mean it's just like you know, anyone who takes education, it, it's in, you learn it and then you forget 75% of it in a few weeks. So um, speak to a realtor who really understands it um, or uh, speak to someone who's going through it right now. But I'm, I'm fairly certain that it has nothing to do. It should have nothing to do with it because they have no beneficial interest in the property.
0: Fair enough. And I am sorry to hear that uh, some people are going through that realtor's license. disputes <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, you know, some days, some days I'm like, man, if I were a realtor, I would make some bank. i'd yeah. be, it, You know what? It's, 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 uh, it, you can make a lot of good money as a realtor. And, and I, I've always talked about like, I've always talked about building a real estate business and not just, you know, th- focusing on cash flowing rental properties. And one of those things that you could have is a realtor's license. And that's just a good side income, yeah. right? Um, the broker fees are not that terrible. A lot of people, are, you know, like, oh, I got to pay 500 bucks a month or 400 bucks a month. Yeah, but like... Sell a house. <laughs> sell a house. You know what I mean? If you got a good brand as, you know, in the industry and people trust you, you know, they're going to come to you and ask you to, to, you know, to sell their property or to help them find a property. Um, You know, selling a house a month is like, can cover your, your living expenses. You know what yeah. I mean? One house, you know, there's your four or five grand that you need, your fee, and then you know, the rest of them, once you're just raising capital for your next, uh, you know, joint venture, uh, bur or something like that. So, I, I think it's, I think it's a good side, active income,
3: mm-hmm. and
1: I, all of us, all of us investors, and, I'm, and this is proof right now. Um, sorry, Jeremy, do you have any other questions? <laughs> I was just gonna disconnect them. No. Yeah, you could disconnect. Okay, him. yeah, I was just gonna disconnect them <laughs> so just get the audio back. Um, this is literally proof right now. As we uh, enter into this um, state of the market, that I've been saying it for years, you need active income in your real estate business.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some form of active income. Now, most people have a job, which a job is okay. But if the job is getting in the way of you building your business, then that's then that's just a job. But if you can find an active income, whether it be as a realtor or whether it be doing fix and flips or whether you're doing a couple of wholesale deals here and there, having an active income or passively or as, an, as a full-scale business is what's going to protect you and hedge you from, you know, all the things that could possibly go wrong in a rental property business, i.e. interest rates, i.e. rent. How many times have I said this? Mm-hmm. And bam, we've been, we, got, we got rammed in the butt with interest rates this year. Came out of nowhere. I'm sorry. But like, I know it's a little, a little vulgar, but like seriously, yeah. how much has interest rates gone up since January? It's it's crazy.
2: Yeah.
1: And it's gonna go up next month. And everybody just thought we were safe that it was always gonna stay at 2.4. No, it was gonna happen.
2: Yeah. We have one property on an adjustable rate and it's gone up four hundred dollars. <throat> Still cash flowing because it's a really great property and we bought for cash flow.
1: <laughs> Remind me to talk to you about CIBC after this as well, if we have the time. Um there's a few there's a ton of notes and things I want to talk about today. Um, just different directions, but yeah, we no, we really. Um, this is a great example of like you cannot rely on cash flow. Um, there's not many places in Canada, unless you're in a small town with good rents, and 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 low property prices, mm-hmm. a good ratio of property to, um, to rent ratio. <laughs> There's not many markets that that supply really good cash flow, and to be honest, those markets typically don't have the stability that the bigger markets do. Mm-hmm. So if you're finding great cash flow in, in, whatever town, then just know that it's not it's not all that secure and stable as it as as a larger larger city market is um so it comes with its own risks right there the mine closes down you know the plant closes down and suddenly nobody has any money and everybody can't pay their rent like so relying again on the cash flow model is is not sustainable if that's your only income source yeah it's scary i know a lot of people that like that was their whole plan and i've been trying to tell them for a long time like make sure you have active income because things can happen yeah. And now as interest rates have started to, you know, rise, I haven't seen the rents are rising. By the way, we've talked about this. Rents mm-hmm. are rising, at least in our market. Yeah. To to counter that, because most of your amateur landlords are are feeling the hit. And as long as the masses all raise their rents, then then market rents will go up. But who knows how that's gotta play out with the inflation and everybody's rent like the affordability. I I don't know how much higher it could go because I don't know many families within that income class that can handle any higher rent,
2: which increases
1: risk of non-payment. Yeah, I'm not claiming to be an expert in any of this stuff, you know what I mean? But I'm just saying, just be aware of it um, and just make sure you have another income source coming in. Something that's active, something that you have control over because we don't have control over our cash flow on our rental property.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can't control it. I can't control what the market rent is. We can't, I can't control when the interest rates are. Yeah. I can't control non-payment. So we're a little vulnerable in that. I really like the rental property business model, but there's, there's limited control in it. I can do my best to get the best utility rates. I can do my best for screening. I can do my best for finding the right properties for the right tenants in the right neighborhoods in the right markets. But at the end of the day, there are a lot of things that are outside of my control that I, we just have to under, just have to understand. Yeah. Um, and I can ride it out because for the most part, there was good cash flow from the beginning. The cash flow is minimized now, but it's still there. But that cash flow was there to protect me from situations like this, from markets like this, where our payments went up by how much on that property?
2: Uh, four hundred over four hundred, and we're okay. Yeah,
1: bam, I'm okay. It's okay. I'm yeah. cool as long as it doesn't go up another four percent. I'm okay.
2: Well, yeah, but that's like, and it's something I've talked about in the uh, in the past. In the last few weeks, is that um, you know, like we we have that property that cash flowed really well, and so we are still cash flowing. But that doesn't mean that I'm just sitting stagnant. I'm raising my rents. Yeah, because the costs have gone up and not just the mortgage payments we've seen property taxes rise we've seen insurance rise we've you know it's we've certainly seen utilities rise so i'm increasing the rent on that property um you know i do foresee interest rates dropping again so i'm not like doing anything crazy but you 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 don't just say like oh okay i'm still cash flowing so we're good no you keep up with the market
1: yeah yeah. Um, so, so back to what I was I was going to say about CIBC. I, I shouldn't just call out CIBC, but they're the ones that actually contacted me, and I have a bunch of mortgages with them, and uh, we we are on the uh, variable rate, but not the adjustable variable rate.
2: Yeah. So and payments don't change.
1: So I've gotten a lot of emails from somebody at CIBC. And like, I don't even open them cause I'm like, it's just some promo thing where like they want us to take the life insurance policy or whichever, or the, the mortgage insurance policy, whichever it is. So I, I don't even read them. Um, but, and I'm getting tons and tons of phone calls. And then sometimes it's just like, you get these, these, you know, these robot callers, whichever, And eventually if you see the same number over and over and over again, and they don't leave a message, sometimes I'll just answer just to see if it's like, I don't know, maybe I want a free cruise. Um, <laughs> So I answer one. He's like, hey, I've been trying to get a hold of you for the last few weeks. And I'm like, okay. I said, it's with so-and-so with CIBC. Do you have a minute? And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. He, no, but what's what's? It, can you tell me what it's regarding? I'm just about to get back to work. Uh, it's regarding your mortgages CIBC. Okay, <laughs> go on. Uh, you know that your uh, your interest rates have gone up on your variable rate mortgages. Yes. Okay. And you know that it's gone up to... Um, Uh, the, you know, the prime rate is this now, and therefore your rate is this. Yeah, that's no problem. Okay. And I'm thinking he's going to sell me something. he goes, well, I just want you to know that, um, you know, originally, you know, back in whatever it was, November of last year, you, you locked up this rate on a 30 year amortization. Okay. And at this mortgage payment, you know, you were set to be paid off in 30 years, Okay, now that the interest rates have gone up, I just wanted to let you know that if you continue on with this payment, Mr. Hillier, uh, it will take you 62 years to pay off this home.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't help it. I had to laugh. and I'm like, okay. Are you okay with that, Mr. Hillier? Are you okay with making payments on your mortgage for another 62 years? Um, I said, yeah, I'll probably be about... Uh, 97 by the time this thing's paid off. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, that's why I had to call you. And I wanted to talk to you about this because, um, you know, we have a lot of clients that are getting very concerned about the fact that they're never going to be able to pay off their home before they die. And, you know, with the rising interest rates, we want to make sure that, you know, you're protected and that, you know, you're not still making mortgage payments when you're into your elderly, entering into your elderly years. I said, yeah. At this point, I'm just I'm playing along because like I, I didn't want this phone call. I was busy, but now I'm I'm really genuinely curious what he actually wants and what he's selling. And uh, what he advised was that I increase my payments. He said, "How would you like to increase your payments? If you increase your payments by two hundred dollars, you would have this thing paid off in thirty-seven years. And if you increased it by two hundred and seventy-five dollars, you would get it back up to whatever it was thirty years." And I said, "Now nah, I'm good." And he goes. <laughs> excuse me, Mr. Hillier? <laughs> I said, no, I'm good. I'm good. He goes, you're okay with spending the next 62 years paying off this home? I, I, I'm i not going to say the guy's name. I'm like, buddy, I'm not going to be holding this thing for more than 10 years. What? I said, no, it's a rental property. I understand. Yes, I can see that it's an investment property here, but Mr. Hillier, you have uh, four, five, whatever it was, five mortgages with us. And they're all Pretty much at the same pace. They're all going to be, you know, the next sixty-two years, and I just, I, I, I just want to make sure that you know you're not sitting there in your elderly years trying to make payments on these on these five properties. I'm like, no, they're rental properties. He did not understand yeah. what the heck was going on, Yeah. right? And um, yeah, he wanted me to increase all the payments, and I said, well, if I increase the payments, it's going to decrease my cash flow. Cash flow? No yeah. understanding whatsoever. I said, no, the fact that I have good cash flow in this property is actually what's protecting me, and buddy. I'm just gonna say, buddy, buddy. I didn't say, buddy, uh, sir. So don't sound like a dick, sir. I I have no intention of holding these properties for more than ten to fifteen years. Anyways, so they're gonna get sold, and I'll you know all the mortgages will be paid off. And don't worry, we'll continue to make the payments because we have good cash flow, we have good renters, and everything's fine. So, but I'm curious, did any has anyone else gotten any calls from their mortgage <laughs> lenders on variable rates? Uh, you know, asking you to increase payments. Yeah. I think I think there's probably. My, well I mean why would they do that it wouldn't be that would not be they wouldn't do that to counter or to combat uh for uh defaults because by increasing payments that does not help that yeah, actually yeah. increases the the probability of defaults
0: because
1: mm-hmm. it decreases affordability are they just concerned with having mortgages? They're going to take that long to pay off.
2: That's a good point, though. Like when they call you and say you should be increasing your payments, are they re-looking at your situation and affordability? Because that's how they approve you for the mortgage, is Mm -hmm. making sure that you can afford the payments, right? So now they're saying, hey, pay more. Do they make you reapply or are they just going in blind saying, give us pay more money on these mortgages, not knowing what your situation is? Yeah. Interesting.
1: It is very interesting, and like I wanted to ask him those type of questions. Like, dude, why are you calling? Like, what's your what's what's your policy right now? Like, what yeah, policy what's came? The,
2: what's behind this? Like, what's the game plan?
1: Like, they they hired the you play. and ten other people to start cold calling people.
2: Yeah,
1: to try and increase payments. Is it a cash flow issue? You guys got a cash flow problem? Like, what's going on? Um, because I can't see how it's any different than before. Um, there 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 must be some sort of policy going through there that they they I, I get it must be a cash flow issue.
2: For them. Yeah, that's what uh, Jeremy said as well. They are likely calling with concerns with their liquidity. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So they they got a policy. They hired a bunch of people in a call center to start calling a C and scaring people into increasing their payments so that they don't get scared about, you know, the, the amortization being increased,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, which I guess can make sense. But I wonder why liquidity would have changed. Ooh, you know what? Decrease in mortgages, decrease in applications. Mm-hmm. And they're not putting it up, they're not turning that money around enough anymore. <sighs> interesting, interesting topic. I got up 40 seconds before, 20 seconds before the show's over. But it's it's interesting because, you know, for the last few years, the narrative that I've heard is that uh, lenders are not actually looking for more mortgages right now because they don't need any. Um, before all this happened in the last year, I've always been under the assumption that, you know, the Banks and let and, and credit unions are always just like they want to sell mortgages because that's where their bread and butter is. They don't make bread and butter off the fifteen dollars in bank fees every month.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? They make money off of mortgages. That's where the, that's where their, mm-hmm. their cash flow comes from. Um but now that there's a decrease in demand for it, I wonder if that's why. Because of the decrease in in, in demand for mortgages, I wonder if that's why they're trying to increase the, the cash
3: reserves. Yeah.
2: Well, I remember a mortgage broker at one of our um, cabin retreats last year telling us that there's a certain lender who their interest rates are always high and throughout the year, like they just like their interest rates are always like not favorable compared to all the other lenders. And then Q3 comes along and they're like, shoot. We don't have any mortgages. Like, we need to get mortgages on the mm-hmm. books. And all of a sudden, they dump their rates and have the best terms and just like taking all these mortgages, like everything they can get, just like bam, 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 yeah. giving away mortgages. Um, and s- same thing, it's just like, you know, r- the realization that they need, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, and and Jeremy corrected me there, and Jeremy's correct. It's actually from the sale of mortgages. They 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 bundle up. Yes, they sell the security to companies behind the mortgage. Security is a whole other conversation. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the mortgage game and and how they make money in in lending is 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 way too complicated for me to explain. Um, but I highly recommend looking into it. Um, uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah, but you know they have they have policies in place, and they have much much smarter people telling everybody how much to approve and what not to approve and. And uh, they tighten and they loosen, you know, as they as they they see um, as they fee- see fit for whatever they're trying to achieve on the bottom line. So, and whatever quarter it's in. So it's 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 some interesting stuff. But um, just reading Carlos's comment, uh, it's distracting. Uh, but yeah, I was I was quite shocked to get that phone call. I've never gotten a phone call like that before. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like anybody else has. Maybe they were just concerned about how many mortgages I had, and uh, yeah. Anywho, um, <laughs> fucking careless. Uh, wow, there were so many other things I wanted to talk about.
2: Time's up. There's always tomorrow.
1: Hey, can I can I do a big congratulations?
2: Sure.
1: Big congratulations to Cody Kelly for joining the Masters Mentorship Program last night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was really cool to see. And you know what? Was I wanted Cody to- here. I- uh he should be. Where are you? Let's give
2: him this the polite slow clap.
1: The golf clap? Like you made yeah. a good like you just made a good putt? Yeah, he's here, he's
2: here. Yeah. Congrats, congrats to Cody. Cody. And, Co- and, Kelly. Cody. Cody Kelly.
1: <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna throw out a big congrats to um everybody else that joined this month too. So Joey Critch joined the Masters Mentorship program yes. this month. Matt Cassidy joins. Yes. Nathan Visser, yes. Emily Ward, yes. golf clap, Woo! big clap. <laughs> um, if you guys are interested in joining as well, just go to www.reimasters.ca. It's, I, I don't talk about it so much as I used to, but like it is like a fucking phenomenal mentorship program.
2: And a great group of people.
1: Weekly coaching, you get access to all the workshops and courses that you need uh, for anyone. Uh, all the workshops that we do, you get free access to like the $1,000 fix and flip workshop this weekend,
3: free access to that.
1: Um, and you get to surround yourself with like the best ambitious people. I mean, I'm there as well, which is really cool. Gabby's there, which is really awesome. You know, and you get our support as well. And you right? get access to all the contracts and checklists and everything, and agreements that you'll ever need and lease agreements and all that stuff. Um, old recordings of of previous stuff and training. But, you know, it's also, I I don't think I talk about the community nearly as much. Yeah. We talked about community earlier in the show and just being around people.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? The energy and the atmosphere. Just imagine surrounding yourself with people who are willing to invest in themselves. Yeah. Not talkers, not people who show up and be like, "Eh, I'd like to get a rental property. Or yeah, I used to have rental. No, like real action takers who are taking action right now. All those pictures you guys see in our Facebook group with the people that we're working with, they're taking action. Mm -hmm. Surround yourself with people like that. Maybe you'll take some action too. Just think about it. Just saying. It's freaking awesome. (laughs) Uh, Again, congrats to everybody there. Um, Today is Wednesday. Tomorrow is...
2: I believe that makes it Thursday.
1: And we will see you guys then.
2: Thanks for listening